Ladies and gentlemen, Hello. welcome to the Sober Grind. My name is Pej and I'm here with my co-host co -host today. Austin Armstrong. Austin Armstrong. And we are doing a recovery story this week. We have a friend of ours. He is over here in Anaheim. He's actually via Skype today and his name is Kali, right? Yeah, yes. Um, Kali actually found us on our Instagram account, um, sent me a message. Uh, we talked a little bit, heard a little bit about his story. It was incredible, very inspiring. What's our Instagram account? Sober Grind. Is it? So check us out on, uh, on. it's actually The Sober Grind. Yeah, because there's another Sober Grind there's too. There's another, yeah. And I checked them out. Got no beef. I like their stuff. Got no beef. Yeah, they're they're just they got meme, funny memes, memes and stuff like that. We are the sober grind. So we are the sober. Grind. Um, if you're not a friend or fan of us following on uh, Instagram yet, definitely check us out. But uh, welcome to Sober Grind, Collie. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Good, good. Thank you again so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. So let's let's start off, um, Collie. How long have you been sober now? Uh, I've been sober a little over uh, three years. That's amazing. Congratulations. And you're, Thank you. You said you were 37 years old. You got sober around 34, 35 years old? Uh, yeah, July 15th of uh, 2015. Yeah. Okay. 30, 34. Um, if you don't mind sharing, when did you first get exposed to, to substances and what was your drug of choice? Yeah, I uh, first got exposed to it um, teenage, teenage age around probably, um, 13 and 14, I would say. Um, I started smoking cigarettes when I was about, uh, uh, 12 and, uh, my, my drug of choice was, um, uh, alcohol and, uh, mainly, uh, cocaine. Mm -hmm. Um, I have <clears throat> tried a lot of other substances, in the past, but mainly it was alcohol and cocaine. Gotcha. Uh, how long did you just use kind of casually until you started to recognize that it became a problem? Um, I'd say uh, casually a couple of years, and um, <clears throat> you know, as far as uh, lineage goes, from uh, my 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 family are all. Uh, um, addicts or recovering addicts as well. My, my, my dad was an alcoholic. My grandpa was an alcoholic. My mom has a substance abuse problem with um, prescription medications. Mm. So I, I, I think, you know, from what I've learned about the disease is like, I, I think it is definitely something that can be inherited. I also think on the other opposite end of the spectrum that uh, uh, Usually things traumatic happen that kind of ignite it, you know, to people, I would say. Um, sometimes um, for me, um, uh, my thing really started becoming a habit when uh, <clears throat> when I let go of uh, guardianship of my uh, older daughter, mm. uh, about 19 years old. <clears throat> mm -hmm. What was that uh, like for you, if you don't mind? diving into that a yeah. little bit uh, you know I, I, at the time i was um working uh just regular retail jobs and i, I didn't have a uh, you know i had gotten my ged from high school i didn't didn't graduate you know as you know walk the stage and all that and i um for me um it was very very devastating to me um not, yeah. not at the time 
really, because I, I guess, uh, you know, my, my mind back then wanted to do what I knew would be, you know, right for my daughter and for her to be taken care of and provided for, which was something that at that age and in those circumstances, I couldn't do. And, um, and so, um, <clears throat> you know, I did do that and I went back to school and, um, went to like a vocational school and became a, a surgical technician and, um, kind of did like a traveling Iran job. Um, so I got to, tra you know, travel to different States and work in different facilities, which was pretty cool. But, you know, as the years went on more and more, I just kept beating myself up, uh, internally and mentally. Um, you know, basically I was like a deadbeat and not a good dad and, you know, um, basically self pitying myself for, you know, um, uh, you know, the choice that I had made for the best interest of my daughter. And, uh, you know, I guess at some point <clears throat> part of it was selfishness on my part in the regards that, um, as I've grown up, you know, maybe at the time, like, um, I was upset because maybe it was more of a, a control thing. Like I want to be dad, you know, um, mm -hmm. but, but not like, like I said, uh, you know, growing up, I know that, sorry guys, I know that where she is, it's, is, uh, you know, the best decision that I did make for her. And I'm, and I'm happy for that. Mm -hmm. Now, when you were, um, you said it was mainly alcohol and cocaine, although you did other drugs too. So obviously cocaine's not a cheap drug. How are you, how are you affording this? Mm. Well, um, um, back in the day when I did do it, I would, I would, um, basically, uh, segregate and, and, and go to places that, uh, I guess I, I, I know it would be at an abundance and, and used frequently like, uh, nightclubs and things of that nature, bars. Um, and, uh, you know, back in the day we would go or still nowadays, whatever, but, uh, the, uh, go to like house after parties, you know, after the bars would close and it'd be there. And so I really didn't really ever have to pay for it. Um, I, I never really had to come up with a chunk of change to, you know, go buy some. It was kind of, it was just there, it, you know, I mean, I partied like every single night. It was pretty much a constant, uh, train wreck every night. Uh, you know, <laughs> alcohol for breakfast until it knocked me out at night to go to sleep. And, um, and, um, so, you know, my friends would be partying, it would be there. Okay. Can I get a bump? And, you know, <clears throat> people who have done cocaine know that, you know, after you do the first bump, it's really not like, <laughs> it's it. you don't really, you don't really get the high anymore. Although you try to keep striving for it and you could probably drink on it forever and not get drunk. But like nothing like that. Know, no, nothing like that first jolt. That's the one. Right. That's the one we keep right. chasing over and over and over again. Yep. Maybe next time yep. it'll be like that one time. No. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, I mean this? This varies from person to person, from from what I've heard and everyone's experience. 
Do you keep in touch with a lot of those same people that you used to party with, or have you mostly cut them all out of your life? No, they're all they're all uh, eighty six, and they're all out in my book. Gotcha. So they, do, I, I do not. They know that contact. you're in recovery. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I kind of just kind of just uh, I just removed myself from the picture, man. I just kind of changed phone numbers, cut it out, stopped going to the same places, stopped talking to the same people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I <clears throat> really try to change my circle of friends. And, and, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, a big thing for me is is now is is uh, is church. And uh, mm-hmm. so I. I really try to focus a lot um, of my energy on that and, and school. I, I go back to school or I'm in school. I'm sorry. And uh, <clears throat> that's all I focus on, man, that and um, my wife and my, my kids, that's it. I just, <laughs> I don't even, Yeah. if they try to request me or something on Facebook, I, you know, I, I don't even respond or block them. I just, yeah. I just, uh, you know, yeah, just let them I think that's the only. I think that's the only way to do it. I mean, everybody does it differently, but for me, it's like, you know, if, if, I want to kill the snake. I got to cut the head off the snake. I mean, that's just it. There's no, you know, you can't. I, for me, I can't dibble and dabble and and go. You know, uh, you know, I'm not gonna go somewhere where a, a fire can be ignited. That you know what I'm saying? I just I'm not. That's, I can't do that. Yeah, they they say the best way to get rid of bad habits is to replace them with good habits. So it seems like you've um, you've certainly done that. What was it like for you in the beginning? Was it easy for you to just cut everyone out, cut those bad things out of your life, or or was there a difficult adjustment period for you? No, it's definitely um, you know a difficult um, adjustment period for me because being in that environment around the people and stuff, it made me, uh, I guess, feel included and welcomed and mm. like, Oh, fun to be around and all that fun stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, once you cut all those people off and, you know, uh, I guess before mentally you kind of get your head level, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it could definitely be a kind of a, a black moment, so to say, like, um, I, I did, I felt like, you know, a loner for, for a while, you know, mm-hmm. cause not really true friends are more like, you know, fake friends really. And, that's uh, right. Mm-hmm. that's right. Had you ever attempted to quit, um, living that lifestyle before you actually got sober? Oh, say that one more time. I'm sorry. Had you ever attempted to quit drugs and alcohol? Before you actually got sober this time three years ago? Uh, no, actually, no. Because when I had my younger daughter, I was I was still drinking then, too. I wasn't... Um, no, uh-uh. Reason I, I mean, ask, definitely... The reason I ask is because, you know, a lot of times uh, people will know that they have a problem or they think they have a problem. So there's just a thousand failed attempts, and then finally, that turning point comes to where they make the final decision. I'm done. What was your crisis? What what made you actually want to get sober? Uh, um, for me, it was um, a multiple of things, but the main one was um, was my kids, and I was tired of. Uh, 
not being in their lives. How many having have, them? How many kids do you have? I, I have two daughters. Nice. One's one will be uh, eighteen next year, and the other one oh, just wow. turned uh, eight. That's awesome. Yeah. They both uh, live out of state. One lives in Colorado, the other's in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, with my younger one, I've uh, been with her pretty, you know, since her birth, and basically as she's grown up, I've tried to infiltrate a lot of, um, I guess you'd call it makeup time that I didn't get with my older daughter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, um, for me, you know, my wake up call, like you asked was, was my children. And then secondly, uh, was also for, um, you know, medical reasons as well. I, I just, this was done. My body was trashed. I mean, I, I got to the point where before I quit in 2015, I, I remember specifically because I was <clears throat> Key West over uh, that 4th of July weekend a couple of weeks before that. And um, I'd done some coke and drank and and my drinking had got so bad that I literally couldn't even take a, uh, you know, regular size can of beer. And I would probably take two or three sips of a out of it and my 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 stomach i don't i'm assuming it was my liver but my stomach was in so much so much pain wow. i just i couldn't even drink anymore i just yeah. couldn't and uh it was making me that sick and it was just uh you know i knew like god was telling me like huh? <laughs> if you want to die a fast life keep drinking and doing drugs and mm-hmm. you know uh smoking cigarettes and um then July 14th came around, and I, uh, <clears throat> I guess you could call it a spiritual awakening. I, I um, just woke up on July 15th, and um, there's no, you know, that date, you know, has nothing to do with my children, doesn't relate to any type of special anniversary. I, I just woke up, and I just cold turkeyed it from... Uh, that day forward, no alcohol, no cigarettes, no drugs, and everything. I, huh? Good job. So yeah, that's amazing. Good job. Uh, yeah, you're a strong individual. Cold turkey. So no, um, you didn't go through a, a treatment program at all. Did you? Did you go to um, any meetings, or did you just remain strong-willed? I yeah, no, I I uh, I kind of just you know bit the bullet and I've, I've been doing that and uh i never i never went to a detox or rehab um wow no particular reason i i just my dad's been really big um since i was a little kid that basically uh he's pretty stern about people being able to do things you know it's easy you just put your mind to it is kind of his motto with a lot of things and um so <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, that's, that's the way I did it. I did go to, um, celebrate recovery meetings, um, locally there. I, I am a member at, uh, Saddleback there in Lake Forest. And, uh, that for me, um, was a big game changer in, uh, 2016 when, when I became a member there. And I also, uh, uh, got baptized, um, in March of that year. And, um, you know, it was really, such an awesome experience. It really lifted a big anchor off my shoulders of just so much dead heavy weight carried around for so long. <clears throat> and, uh, 
you know, that, you know, I know God forgives me for, um, you know, everything I've done in the past. And uh, I pray to him every night. I read the Bible every night. I, uh, you know, I always, I guess my, my, my thing that keeps me going each day is, is my kids, God. And then I always, I've also changed my mentality. I, I've always, I always try to find a small dim of, uh, of light in, uh, in the darkest of places. And, uh, it's a big word that I, I live on every day. And, um, that word is, is hope. And, uh, for me, that, that's, that's, uh, that's my rock, man. That's, that's what I cling to every day to keep my brain level and, uh, forge ahead. Cause you know, I want to be there for my kids, you know, I want to see them yeah. graduate, so, you know, mm-hmm. most importantly, I want my kids to respect me as their father mm-hmm. and, 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 and for me to live somewhat of a, a right legacy behind and, and show them that you don't, you know, no matter what situation or trials we go through that, you don't need substance to fit in. You don't need substance to be accepted. You don't need substance to get through things. You know, it can be done with, with, without any sedatives. <clears throat> yeah. You, ha- you have such a great mentality, man. That's, it's awesome. Um, if, if, uh, if there's someone watching this or listening to this, that's being inspired by your story, that's going through something similar they're in the thick of addiction, maybe they're a parent as well. What advice would you offer to them based on your experience? Um, You know, I I guess I would give it three things. Um, The first would be um, try to look towards something they believe in as, as their higher power, um, whether that be God or Allah or what, you know, whatever, uh, religion they, they practice and, and turn towards them. And, uh, <clears throat> my second would be, um, that word hope again. I mean, it's, it's, it's in the beginning, it's nothing's ever easy in the beginning and, uh, it takes, you know, you got to got to get some uh, some 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 support, and not even necessarily from family, but you know, whether it be your church or AA or NA groups, or you know, that it can be done. Mm-hmm. There's people that have worse stories than mine. There's some that don't, and there's some people, you know. Look at Bill and Bob that made the AA and NA books. Like without them, I mean. Those two guys change people's lives and, you know, those people 30, 40, 50 years of, of, of sobriety. And we all have different avenues of getting there. We all have um, different addictions. And, um, you know, maybe get out there and, and just go talk to people. And, and, and you'll, you know, make, you know there, there's people out there that can relate in some way to, to, um, people, you know, that are currently in addiction and using, and maybe they don't, you know, maybe they just need an ear to talk to, you know, maybe someone can just go listen to them. Maybe that's what they need. And, um, it's hard because 
I know it's hard for them to take what I call the, you know, the first step and that's reaching out for help. That's mm-hmm. the hardest thing to do. And, um, I assure you that if you do take that first step and, uh, you know, it, it, it can give you hope and it can pay off and, and change your drive, change your life dramatically, um, in a very, very positive way. Not that, you know, everything in your life is going to be sparkles because life is life and, you know, Mm-hmm. you got to roll with the punches, but you, Absolutely. you, there's so many, so many avenues that open up when, when, when you, when you look for help. I mean, when, when, when you seek help there, there's just taking the first step, man. It's, it's, I, I just, <laughs> I can't mentally sit here and, and, and tell someone, you know, like <clears throat> how to go about that. That's something that internally they have to, you know, it's, it's, it's like leading a horse to the water. You can't make them drink, you know, it's just, it made the re the, the reality is people aren't going to change until they want to change, you know, and, um, people got to hit rock bottom and everyone has their different rock bottoms. Mine was, uh, <clears throat> you know, like I've discussed with you guys and, and I, and I, um, I don't know. I think people sometimes think because I haven't done it like the so-called traditional way with the AA and NA thing, maybe that is fine. Everybody's a little, I don't know, I've heard doesn't count or something or whatever. And, um, you know, like I said, we're all different. We're all unique. We all have different ways of accomplishing things, you know? And so for me, it's like, if you can get sober and stay sober and, you do that by, I don't know, picking leaves off trees every day. Well, you're a rock star, you know, to me. <laughs> I don't care if you went to church or you go to meetings or you didn't or, you know what I mean? Whatever whatever assists you in, in, in on your journey to uh, stay on straight and narrow and, and, and sobriety is, is the way to go, man. Because let me tell you, the youth, the, the youth of our nation, like my daughters and my younger daughter's age, man, they scare me, especially all the stuff I see on the newspapers with this new fentanyl stuff. And it's like, this stuff is bonkers, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. You are, you are certainly an inspirational man, Kali. Um, thank you so much for sharing your journey. Uh, Pej, do you have any? No, I, I, um, I love the fact that you're staying sober. I love the fact that you're able to be a father for your daughters. And, um, I, I like what you were talking about, you know, People are different. Um, there used to be a time when I thought that the 12-step way was the only way, but I have much more of an open mind, and I see a lot of people getting sober through the church. I see a lot of people that just get sober and don't do anything at all, but yeah. they just, you know, they don't do it anymore. And more power to whoever does whatever. You know, we all have our own path. The fact is that if you're not putting the substances in your body anymore and you're living a different lifestyle, kudos straight mm-hmm. kudos recovery comes in many different forms shapes and sizes so we want to thank you Kali, for coming on the show today keep doing what you're doing and uh thanks thanks a lot for being who you are yeah any final thoughts you. for on your end Kali? no thank thank you guys for having me and um you guys uh listening if you are listening and um stay strong man and believe and god bless you guys bless you all thank, thank you. you thank you so much 
Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this amazing episode, hearing Kali's story. We hope it inspired you. It, it's relatable to you, someone you know. Um, please reach out if you ever need help. Um, if you have not checked us out yet uh, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, we're all over the place, YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. We're on Spotify now. Anywhere you listen to a podcast, we are there. Check us out. Leave us a review. It is worth your weight in gold. Super helpful so that we can positively spread this message. Pej, you want to tell them about the group? The group is called Ask an Addiction Specialist. It's on Facebook. Um, it's actually, there's right down there in the bar. should be in the link. It should be in the link. Yeah. And also you can type it in Ask an Addiction Specialist. We are always available. If you have a loved one or you yourself or somebody else that you know is suffering and you have questions, come and ask your questions in the page. You just have to ask to be in the group. And yep. we will Facebook group. Yep. We will add you. Um, and then uh, we always have professionals there that can come and ask, answer your questions or people that are in the recovery community that have been sober for a while that can come and tell their experience too. Ask an addiction specialist is the name of it. Absolutely. And if, if you or a loved one are struggling with addiction, you can reach out to us anytime, Pej or Austin at beginningstreatment.com. Uh, or if you'd like to speak to a, a treatment professional directly over the phone, you can call 800-387-6907. Thank you again, everyone. Sober Grind, out. Out.